Hello, and welcome to First Geek 411, episode 47. What is so funny? I don't know. Can we get... Can we start every, over? Everything is hilarious. I'm sorry. We are not stop starting over. We are running with this. Man. I am one of your hosts, Cameron Franklin, and with me, as always, is my friend, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? He's just your friend. I'm doing super well. Nothing else. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> is this okay. the first time we haven't said his nickname? He's also the Filipino Fez. Okay. <laughs> For those that don't know. And derailing the podcast <laughs> by laughing as soon as we do the intro. <laughs> Deanna Davenport, the Hufflepuff Hi. of podcasting. <laughs> Deanna, how, how are you doing? I'm just giggling. I don't know why. I have Hufflepuff talk for later. It's a Tuesday. And I don't know why I'm so happy. In the club on a Tuesday. Just like hanging out with you guys. Oh. Let's get into our first segment, which is what we've been playing, reading, watching, and listening to. Chris, why don't you start us off? Yeah, pick the one with the shortest list. Yep. Um, so I finished 100%. Super Mario Odyssey. Um, and Do Mario Super and Peach Dread. finally get married? No. Does she leave him for another castle? No. Okay. Oh. I don't want to ruin it. It's actually, pre- I like the ending because they, they go straight into like post-story gameplay. Mm-hmm. And it's super awesome because then they tie in Peach a little more and yeah. they... I really like what they do with her just because it's kind of cool, mm-hmm. but I will we can say, talk about that some other time. I, I saw Gary, um, the Savage Gary beat it um, before we did the Hidden Agenda stream, and I can confirm it, how it goes into the post-game content is really cool. I haven't seen yeah. any of that, but can confirm is cool. Yep. Solidifies her as an independent woman. Mm-hmm. woman yes. Woman. Even though she can Super fly good. as like one of her powers and just chills on the boat the whole time instead of just jumping off and flying, you know? Well, it's a really well-guarded boat. There's also know. no fall damage in this world. Like, what's the problem? But you <laughs> pause for a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I also went and saw Thor. Me too. Me too. <gasps> or me three, I So guess. good. So good. So, I really yeah, love do... that director, the director. Yeah. Do you like initial thoughts from everybody while we're here? Chris, you can go first then. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, uh, the director, Taika YTT, is phenomenal. And I love how he puts himself in his movies too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you was, guys know which character he played? No. Who was he? No. He played, uh, is it, uh, it was Korg? Uh, <laughs> Hazer face or nothing. Huh? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy reference. Oh. So uh that put just to think think about Korg, <laughs> you guys know and you'll understand what kind of director Taika is. And it it is so good. Um That makes it hilarious. That makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taika is that New Zealand director is Ugh, so good. <laughs> but initial thoughts. Um, I'm okay with Thor with short hair. Um, I'm not discriminate with 
uh, Chris Hemsworth and his hair choices. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I like that it wasn't really a choice. Yeah. yeah. I love that, uh, the cameo somebody yeah. did of who cut his hair. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> My hands aren't that as was like the most roundabout to. way of like <laughs> spoiling who it is without actually saying what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, other cameos. I really like seeing Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I love him. I like. I was just like. Why'd you bring him here? Well, oh, okay. Well, Norway. You're off. Falling for thirty minutes. Uh, or or now you know how it feels. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was really good. I love Tom Hiddleston. Loki's and Loki. Thor's interactions with each other were phenomenal. <clears throat> and yeah, I love how Loki kind of got pushed around a lot <laughs> in this movie. It was right. fun. It's like he and got what, he, what's coming to it. <laughs> and then the final his like kind of final redemption is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um mm. I, I really thought like Tessa, that Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. Oh like we yeah, talked about her a little cool. last week. She did so good as the character. Um, and so yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, she was a great Valkyrie. Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> that was fun. Nailed it. It was just like, a really was... fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> All just all around, and that was perfect casting yeah. for for Jeff. It was a fun movie with some good <laughs> character development for Thor. I think. Also, watching seeing a uh, right, yeah, Sam Neill with Jeff Goldblum again. Wait, who? What? How did I not catch that? Wait, who was? Who did he play? What? You missed that? I feel so, and I'm wearing a Jurassic Park shirt right now. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you don't even go I here. Don't, I don't even deserve to wear this shirt. <laughs> it's like when I didn't know Mark Hamill was Lord Ozark. Fire Lord Ozark. <laughs> oh, I'm such a poser. <laughs> Oh man. Poser. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. This is my last day. <laughs> it has been. I've enjoyed being on the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Are you sure? Wait. It's not showing up on his yeah. IMDb. Sam Neill? Think think to when Thor first arrives back on his planet. On Asgard. <gasps> what? And Was so Odin scene? is sitting in wound watching a certain play. Uh, is this a spoiler? I don't know. No. Okay. So the person so It was a short scene though Sam that Neil. Right. Okay, yeah, that's why Sam I missed Neil. it because I didn't get enough time to look at it. <laughs> so Sam Neill plays the actor playing Odin in the play. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. 
Anyway. <laughs> I guess I didn't do a good job setting that up. They're just in the same movie. They're not really on stage. Okay, I was like, like they were in together, the same but, scene. But they're in the same movie. They're in the same movie, okay. <laughs> and it was, it was just like, wait, is that Sam Neill? Okay. <laughs> and then Jeff Goldblum's like, oh, this is like so good. Just Oh, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Best friends. I also speaking of best friends, I really liked the uh, dynamic between Thor and Hulk, and then Thor and Bruce Banner. Oh, <laughs> and oh, him yeah. just like saying the same things to both of them. Yeah, I don't even like him. Though. No, you're so much so. better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very good. I definitely like for me. I definitely think it is better than both of the other Thor movies. Yeah. Or what about Valkyrie and Banner? I feel like I know you. <laughs> I feel like I know you. <laughs> Or then Banner, you're like, I know how we know it, like jumps out. It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I love that there's no way this is going to translate into good podcasting, but we're just going with it. Not in the least. Chris is acting things out and making like sound effects that make no sense without being able to see what he's doing. The scene you're referring to, they've got the best crowd reaction. At the same time. But at the same time, if they saw Thor, they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and that's what's so great about this podcast. <laughs> you guys know. Tweet us about it when this is up. You know. It's like an inside joke without being an inside joke. <laughs> Namin. Namin. Oh, it was a lot of fun. But should we move on to some other things Whoa. before we get on too Whoa. much of a tangent? I am the host. Yeah, but I'm Deanna, what have you been playing, reading, watching, or listening to? <laughs> um, so in addition to seeing Thor, I went to see Pokemon I Choose You. Um, is that the one with yeah. the Digimon? Is that the so, one in the digital world? <laughs> where they, they play the cards and the monsters come out, and they break all the rules of the game that it's based on? <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, <laughs> so... It was just playing. She's like, I don't this even know weekend. how to play off that. It was playing this weekend only at the Alamo Draft House, and they gave us Pokemon cards with a Pikachu's Ash's hat on. Pikachu. Um, if you send me a picture, we can post it in the show notes. Because it, okay, Pikachu was the cho- one that he chose. Um, I've made my stance on Pikachu well known. <laughs> um, and have you? No, not really. <laughs> but we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so the movie was an interesting take. Um, it. Started out a lot like how the or the show starts out, um, but then they introduced care like I I don't know if they're new characters or if they were from newer seasons, but they worked in like the new newer generations of Pokemon with the kind of original some of the things that happened in the original show, like the Charmander scene where he gets Charmander and he's like left out in the cold. That You mean when Charmander's trainer is one of the worst human beings on the planet? Yeah, so they so that happens, yep. Yep. but like he has a different trainer, like a different character, which is that makes so me it's upset. like so it's like the same scene but done differently. And also we had to completely relive Butterfree. Bye bye Butterfree. Everybody was just like, why are they doing this to us? Because we've already <laughs> been sad about Butterfree leaving. <laughs> we went Like, there. it's sad that Butterfree was left, but we at were... least he was not like Pidgeot, who just 
got abandoned by yeah. Ash. But like we went through Caterpie all the way through Butterfree in a very short time frame. It really hit you in the gut. Um, How long was the movie? An hour. It was about 90 minutes. So it was short. Oh, okay. It was kind of, kind of felt rushed, but it was more of like, you know, they're doing this kind of for nostalgia's sake. Um, and yeah, so it kind of had a weird way of working in um, classic stuff with new things um, coming up with kind of a whole new plot like its own plot but working in stuff we already knew so it was kind of an interesting take on it our misty How was the and animation? Brock the animation was good um like just good misty and brock like... were not in it um what i know Zero it's like interested. that's what i'm saying he had two other people with him and i don't know brock if was just filler anyway but what they it's like how can we extend the show an extra 30 seconds well we can have brock <laughs> fall for another nurse joy or nurse joy was in it um team <laughs> rocket original team misty rocket was, was in it but misty they didn't really first, do much like, they animated were just... crushes <laughs> yeah um missy is not as much filler she's actually kind of I, like i don't understand how you could do it without her yeah <laughs> brock i can see a little more yeah just because like in terms of like episode by episode brock was just there to crush on nurse joy and yeah <laughs> officer jenny <laughs> um but yeah it almost kind of felt like sort of like with how star trek the, like the movie with one of the chris's who played kirk um Hemsworth, got it uh <laughs> like no, 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 it's, I'm pretty it's sure similar it's but it's kind of a parallel Pratt? world um so the Pokemon I Choose You was sort of like that. Like, it's familiar and some same things happen, but in, with some different people. And the ending kind of, like, the plot of the whole thing is different. Um, and they played the uh, original theme uh, for, like, the opening credits. And it was like, ah, everyone's, like, singing or mouthing the words in the theater. Um and at the end they had Did you play Who's That Pokemon? No, Who's that, was... that Pokemon. <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? It's a Jigglypuff seen from above. Um That's but they did cut. have That's a deep cut. They did have a thing in the credits Sorry. um that also was just like a giant nostalgia punch in in the heart. Um they the things who weren't the people who were not in the movie but are from like the original stuff and they had like a they showed their pictures or like little clips of them while the credits at the end were rolling so like then we see misty and brock and people and everyone's like oh it's all the people (laughs) it's all the people that we wanted to see in the movie so it's literally just a big long like nostalgia trip with an extra plot thrown in And some extra characters. That's all I wanted. So mm-hmm. sounds exactly like I wanted. And I it's wanted. not too long, so it's like, yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, it was fun. A bunch of Pokemon nerds were there. Someone wore a Pikachu onesie. <laughs> Just one person. I saw one. There could have been more, but I did see one. Okay. It was a small theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was fun. And then I caught up on The Gifted. Still a good show. I'm interested to see. Oh, I'm behind. Where they're taking it. I know, I forgot about that's it. Actually, I had to that's actually one of my favorites right now. <coughs> I haven't watched Inhuman since the Medusa episode because I'm like, this is weird. Oh. But Inhuman, get the gifted. I keep yeah. watching. So I caught up on that because I remembered I was watching watching that. Before I went on vacation, I was like, oh, yeah, there's some shows that happened before then. Um, and then I also started reading some more of Leia, Princess of Alderaan. 
it's the beginning's kind of slow. Um, it's hard to explain without giving any spoilers or anything, but I'm like kind of waiting for something really to happen to kind of get it going. But I guess it's hard because when you already know a character, you it's like. Hashtag too much Senate. (laughs) Well, like the whole book is just her waiting to speak in the Senate. Well, because this is it starts prior to A New Hope, so it's like okay, so when do we get to the part where she gets the plans, and then these things, and it's probably like behind, kind of behind the scenes of what we know happens in the movies, and then somewhere up until Last Jedi. So it's supposed to go from before New Hope to up to when the last Jedi is supposed to start. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of waiting on it to get to kind of pick up speed, I guess, but I don't know. I got to finish it by December 15th. So why is that? Because then last Jedi comes out. Whoa. (gasps) Star Wars. Yeah. And we already had a whole episode devoted to getting tickets to that, so we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) And that's all that I've been up to. (laughs) Good times. Good times. (sighs) So much stress. Well, for me, um, on Saturday, I went and played an Ultimate Frisbee tournament um, with some friends. Um, it was just like a really chill thing. It wasn't like... Did you win? We did win, actually. We got first place. So, it's like, I don't care if it was chill. Did you uh, <laughs> One of the teams that we played um, was there's like a local Christian school that put on um, the tournament. And one of the teams that we played um, was their middle school team. <laughs> I felt kind of bad. They never saw the adults come and destroyed them. Did you did you even have a jump? <laughs> no. Aww. It was bad. Those poor children. They tried hard. They played well, but it was just. Were like... there like plays where you just reached in front of a kid, like from behind him, <laughs> like from like three feet behind him, and grabbed the disc? It was, was like, just, oh, uh... oh. they played hard. Like they did. Like they played. Like they tried, but they're not adults. The games were, the games were fifteen minutes, and it was over like five minutes oh. in, and it was just like, guys, can we pity rule, please? <laughs> But there were some really like uh, I mean it was chill. But I mean we were still like there were still competitive games and um, in the finals we ended up down four to six um, and then had a two point comeback um, to tie the game at six to go into overtime and then we won eight six in overtime. So there were still like solid games, just some of them were less competitive yeah. than others. Um, I want to give a shout out to my captain, Justin, who, um, who I think listens. This is not Justin from Twitter, just to clarify. This is a different Justin. This is ultimate captain, Justin. Who also, I think, listens. <laughs> so, Shout out to all the Justins that you know what? do If your listen. name is Justin and you listen, let us know. <laughs> we'll add you to the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, this week's question. Are you Justin? Are you Justin? <laughs> question mark face. Um, let's see. I also taught the youth group how to play Spyfall, which was um, given to me by Jason from Rhode Island. And so, are there multiple Jasons uh, too? Should we make a list of Jasons? This is the only Jason that I regularly interact with. Okay, so never mind. Never mind. Just checking. <laughs> Just as far as I know. But like, he has a label. I'm like, did that imply that there's multiples? <laughs> no, it was just because when I would always talk about it in regards to board right, game yeah. night, and I'd say I, I went out to play games with Jason. 
like in Rhode Island, or I was, he was from Rhode Island, the one from Rhode yes. Island, or the, for, he's the that's from, his last name. Yeah, from Rhode Island. Yeah. Yep. The clan there. And so, yeah. let's see. It was a lot of fun. It's like the, basically the way the works. The game works. Everybody has a card. One person's card says, "Hey, you're the spy," and everybody else's card is a location. Um, and you're trying to figure out who the spy is, and the spy is trying to figure out the location that you're in. And so, it's a really fun party game. Um, it's quick. Like the the rounds are timed, so they're only eight minutes. And so, um, nice. I also started listening to the Swish and Flick podcast. Swish and Flick, which is a fan um, read through um, of the Harry Potter series. And so, I've been really enjoying it so far. I'm only on like episode five. Um, and so, if you like Harry Potter. Um, I encourage you to go listen to it. It is really good. Um, you can tell them that we sent you and maybe they'll tweet at us or something. That yeah, we nice. could be friends. If you're one of us on their podcast. Um, but on that, <laughs> I like listening to this because I also listen to um, Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Um, and I've made my stance on puns well known. And explain. Oh. It's just explain. Oh. Um, and so. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> And just pointing out his issues. So I think like the like read through or like um, type podcast where they they go through the series in order might be one of my favorite styles. And so Hmm. and this got me thinking and this would be a question for the listeners and we can talk about it next week. But if you were going to host a read through or watch through podcast, what subject would it be on? So we don't need to answer that right now. We can get to it for next week. But question of the week. Yep. And then I finished The Office finally. Um, that finale hit me right in the feels, as always. Um, and so I also played Magic today with Glenn. Played some vampires. Played some Dragon Lord Ojitai. Wrecked some face. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, it was the first time we got to play in a while. But card a drop. Fun. No, don't do that. There's expensive. Don't do that. There's expensive. We do not advise the dropping of magic cards. I was going to make a joke about a card that was really expensive that I have, but I can't think of anything in that deck that's that expensive. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's everything that we have for what we've been playing, reading, watching, and listening to. Let's get into games. The games. The best part of the podcast. Probably not, actually. I, I love all our parts. I love all of our parts equally, except for the most. <laughs> I was like, no, segment. you don't. <laughs> With the one exception. With the one exception of the section that made me watch Legend. <laughs> <laughs> so. so it's actually a pretty exciting week. Uh, sure, it's our listeners' favorite. For our listeners out there. Some of you may or may not have gotten a certain console in the mail this week if you pre ordered it. The Xbox One X Ba-ba-ba-ba. has arrived. Maybe some of you even got the Project Scorpio edition. Which, which has pretty cool. The Master Chief riding the Scorpion, right? That's the that's what that is. I think so. Okay. Well, no, the Master Chief riding Scorpions on like all of them. It's on but it's on the 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 board itself. Oh, okay. The it's really the cute. special Project Scorpion edition has like it says it says Xbox One Project Scorpion Scorpio on it and does a few other mm. things. 
Are we doing but... another podcast before Black Friday? Sidebar. Yes, we are. Yes, okay. one more. We might need to discuss Black Friday deals at some point. But slash Cyber Monday deals. Yeah. Sure. Um, Neo Complete Edition comes out. Yep. This came out this week. Comes out this week. I don't know when you listen to we this. We don't know how time works. <laughs> On PC. Time's <laughs> relative. <laughs> it is. And also we're recording like, so common release day for video games is Tuesday. And that's what we're recording this week. Normally we record Monday. So yeah. Changing I don't know it what up. Happened. Um, Maybe. Again. Falls with we Tuck, don't know how time works. Uh, yep. It's just a big Let's ball see. of wibbly we also wobbly got... timey wimey stuff possibly the best game ever sonic forces there's no way that could be bad they've never made an awful 3d sonic game well that's although good. i've heard <laughs> semi-promising things about this one i've heard it was okay but they might be sonic i was trying to watch, heard, look at some review yeah. stuff and i have seen some like crazy low ones and then like some plays had rated it like and 35 out it, of 40 i need more games for my switch anyway yeah for that backlog that's not persona 5 well, Persona 5 is not on the Switch, now is it? <laughs> Touche. I can't take Touché. my PS4 wherever Ooh, I go. That's ass. <laughs> Get on that, Atlas. <laughs> and uh, the PC slash Xbox One exclusive, Super Lucky's Tale, which we saw featured at E3 this year, came, you comes out. You went to E3? Oh. No. <laughs> You said someday. we just we paid saw. attention to the news. <laughs> One day. One of our fans will yeah. someday hook us up with someone that will help us get tickets to E3. Yes, please. Literally one of my goals in life is to go to yep. E3. That's literally like in our mission statement on our On our website, our on podcast. a page that's not public, so no one can see and check. <laughs> it's exactly. It's <in> fine print. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> can we literally just do like a fine print section? When... That's for later. That's for later. Uh, <laughs> website update. Like, our ridiculous goals of our podcast are in fine print on the website. <laughs> it's like, have someone send us the E3. <laughs> Get Deanna a PS4. <laughs> Just Cameron like fine VR. Print on the Cameron VR. I almost, oh, I almost bought VR this weekend, but then I decided I'd save my money. Oh, sounds responsible. After our conversation last week about how money burns holes in your pockets. I know. It's, you. It, was, it was a really hard decision. Slash, it was like, I'm tired enough that I can ignore going to Target after work today. Here's what you say. <laughs> Not now, but maybe later. Yeah. But it was such a good deal. It was like two fifteen. dollars so bad. Yeah. But, we also got um, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. Yes. I'm so happy. I need to go get it installed. Um, I do not have it yet, but um, I was yeah, watching I a review the review for it, and they said it was 15 hours of gameplay. Wow. That's like... An extra like fifty percent of game. I mean, Horizon was twenty something, so that's pretty awesome for the next like extra fifteen hours worth of story. That's from the review. The it sounded like the DLC. story was pretty good. So yeah, I need to get that downloaded and play it. It'll probably be a few weeks, but one day, well, sometime. <laughs> um. Like, talking because I'm typically not a DLC person, so I'm at, yeah. like, this is probably one of the first DLCs I'm actually like, I want to get on mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, so like, I really like story based <clears throat> DLC. That's mm-hmm. what, whereas when it's just like, here's more stuff, I'm less interested. Yeah, but 
our silly description of the week is another simulation game. Right. Um, it is. Fo- <laughs> we were talking before the podcast that basically this section is just we're going to read a simulation <laughs> game because they're ridiculous. And so this one is Football Manager Mobile 2018. Um, and for the cl- for clarification, under genre, it is a soccer sports game. So it's that kind of football. It's actual um, football. Football man. Yeah, football. football. Football Manager Mobile 2018 goes wherever you do, so you can win anytime and anywhere. <laughs> oh, bless you. Offering a quick and that's actually in the description. It says bless you. He had a cue. Um, offering so a quick and accessible experience for managers on the move. Mobile lets you speed through your seasons whilst at the same time offering the authentic football experience with all the top players and clubs featured from around the world. I would think that the authentic football experience would you be you with a football playing football. Just saying. Chris, your common sense is not welcome here. Just <laughs> saying. Just saying. Um, I also how it's like you can shoot through the seasons like you're not even playing them. Because <laughs> the point of football isn't to play football. Yeah. Well, this is admittedly football manager mobile. Right. But apparently that's the only authentic football experience. You can still get the authentic. I don't know. No one really knows how sports work. Question. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. Why were, why were soccer balls black and white? I feel like I used to know that. I do not know. Uh, uh, wait. When did, how long have they been Trivia. black and white for? I have a theory, but I, I want to know that first. Tell me your theory. Well, the only thing that popped into my head is that when you, something's black and white, you can track speed that way if you film it. But I'm like, well, how? I don't know. You're, you are close. I believe the idea behind the black and white football was for when they started for, for video. Mm-hmm. When they started airing games, they put the checker pattern on the soccer ball so you can keep better track of it. Mm-hmm. So I was get I was getting when you're watching from your television. <laughs> yeah. If any of you are sports fans, and that's I feel like that's from my days know. of like watching MythBusters because they put those like black and white lines on stuff when they're trying to measure speed. Yeah, it wasn't things, as important but, for like because they weren't right. measuring speed. But that's kind of where my brain least, started. Um, <laughs> was like, yeah, so the black and white provided contrast so you could keep track of the ball while you're watching on television. Cool. I don't know. I don't remember why that's in my head, but it's there. And if it's wrong, then someone tell me because I could could probably I like use some your adjusting. Because it makes me feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it affirms what I already thought. <laughs> a plus. Okay. Or just a. let's get into the video game news for this week. Um, BlizzCon happened, which is the Blizzard's video game company. Um, their convention. They reveal a bunch of stuff. They do some esports. Um, some of the big announcements is that WoW Classic has been announced. So World of Warcraft on like the classic servers before all the expansions, all of those things. Leroy um, <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Is that all you know about WoW, Deanna? Come on. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I love that video. It's so good. Sorry. Continue. Um... Yeah, so if you play WoW, 
or you do not like where WoW is presently at and would like it to be like it was originally, like 15 if years ago. Your parents ago, haven't taken it right? away from you yet. Or you want to experience like the original, but because we because since then there's been world changing events yeah. and expansions and stuff. So like even starting brand fresh isn't the same as like if you played the original WoW. Um, it's a good option for you. Yep. The original game was okay. released November twenty third, two thousand four. Oh, now I feel old. So but there, it's been yeah, that's right, almost thirteen years. That's right. It's a long time. That's because that's also when or near when uh, Final Fantasy eleven mm. Square's original MMO was around in that same time period. So WoW has lived through two Square Enix MMOs. And two Star Wars MMOs. Hey. That's not saying much. Rest in peace, Star Wars Galaxies. <laughs> yeah. You were the real MVP. So much promise. So much promise. Then you ruined everything with a giant combat update. Um, <laughs> StarCraft 2 is also going to go free to play. I like it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a bad thing. I. It wasn't free to play? I guess I was like, you don't have to buy it now? Is that what you mean? Or I guess. Are they, are they microtransaction adding like skins and stuff to microtransaction it? I don't know. I guess the expansions cool. and all that stuff is... All I know is like on the web, yeah, my, the expansion stuff you'll still have to pay for. All I know is it says on the website, StarCraft 2 goes free to play, asterisk. Scrolling down, scrolling down. Doesn't say anything about what the asterisk means. Learn more. I guess I could click that. You get the Wings of Liberty campaign versus mode and commanders up to level five. There you go. So it's kind of going to be kind of like WoW where you can get the base part of it free. But like with WoW, it's cool. once you get a certain level, yeah. you have to pay. I like StarCraft 2. The original eSport. <laughs> the original Chris e-sport. makes funny faces. <laughs> Just so y'all know. <laughs> y'all can't see him, but he does. I hope there's a camera on me. <laughs> one day they will let's get we got a piece of sad news let's get that out Mm. of the way runic games which is the studio that um, recently released hob and has also done torchlight one and two has been shut down by perfect world entertainment um, as the company seeks to focus on online games as service this sounds really familiar to another studio closing we just had so although i guess Pwet isn't as well known as the other one that we talk about a lot. Yeah. I've made my stance on EA well known. (laughs) Uh, I've I've made my stance on on shutting down studios so you can focus on open world games or online games as service. Because we can't make all of the t shirts. (laughs) The Sony t shirts. (laughs) Not enough days at a conference to wear them all. (laughs) Exactly. Or convention. Not uh, a convention. That's super sad because, especially like after after uh, PAX, is like that was like one of our highlights was you playing Hob and stuff. So you're not going to see much. And I've always liked their booths. Like they're always well cool put booth. together. I'm trying to see. Man, screw you, <laughs> Pue. 
not even going to say your name properly because Aww. you don't deserve it. <laughs> it looks like from steamspy.com, however reliable this is, <laughs> that Hob sold roughly 50,000 units on... Actually, I don't know how this... I don't know what this is saying. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. I don't know. Stuff happened. I, I can't tell if it's like the total numbers, like because it decreases, and so I don't. I don't know. Hobbs sold some things, <laughs> but yeah, um, Hobbs sold stuff. Obviously, like it would be really nice if this hadn't happened, but well, and also like, so Runic has been a studio for what nine years? Yeah, for I a while. Say. So I mean, like I want to say, yeah, like oh wait. Yeah, like toward the end of my high school career is when they started. And that's sad. Yeah, Torchlight Man. came out in 2009. So we actually would have been right after we started college. Yeah. And so, because it came out in October. So. Which means the studio started before that. Correct. <laughs> right. Oh, well. Well. Sad day. Another one bites the dust. Dot, dot. But I think they said that they're safe. They're like they're not like shutting down the games or like retiring the IPs or anything. So we may still be getting the games in the series. Just somehow they're going to be online games as service if they come back. So that's a thing. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Chris, why don't you tell us about Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Okay. So we got some a new video for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And it kind of reveals, so it goes on to reveal an expansion pass. Um, and also a Zelda collab. So the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, uh, We'll get an update on November 9th, giving players a chance to uh, pop on a Rex costume. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Those are so um, And obviously, they announced the expansion pass will be priced at $29.99. And obviously, as expansion passes do, grant you all DLC planned between RPG's launch and fall of 2018. That's an interesting like clarification. Like the part of me that's like a cynic thinks that that means like there's going to be big DLC coming winter of 2018. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I completely agree. Like that, that weird between launch and fall of 2018, you yeah. can get the DLC. It's like, thank you. Um, but more details are still coming. Um, it was kind of a, it was the direct today. Um, and for those that don't know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 hits Nintendo Switch on December 1st. Ooh, that's soon. Yeah. I know. All the games <laughs> this fall or this winter. It's that time of the year. Well, technically, that's still fall. Technically, yeah. that's still winter fall. Winter doesn't start till like, was it December 20th or something? Like, right before Christmas. Right. The winter solstice. Although, winter's already started here because yeah. it's Montana. It, it was fall today. <laughs> In Texas, oh. it's like in the fifties, and then next week, and eh, probably be late summer or springish. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get maybe we'll get winter in like Whereas, January. 
<laughs> like I have to warm up my car already. I have to like shovel the sidewalk. De-ice. Our leaves are falling. Aww. And by our leaves, I mean my neighbor's leaves that are falling <laughs> on my lawn. <laughs> and I have to rake. How rude. How rude of just your neighbor's a, tree. Get a leaf blower and just blow it right back <laughs> onto go. his own. Well, it's like a condo Duh. complex. So that's actually kind of what I do. Because they have like a fence. Where it's like There's like a hill at the end of my property line. And then there's a fence between the hill and their the condo. And I just rake all the leaves <laughs> in that hill. And so... Um, Let's see some other news. Um, Call of Duty World War II peaked at about 76,000 concurrent players um, on launch weekend. Um, and for context, Infinite Warfare peaked at only 15,000. So how many server issues did they have is the question. Because obviously they might had to have learned their lesson from Infinite Warfare because I know on launch they had lots of server problems. And it was kind of a pain. And that's probably why they only had 15,000 people couldn't play. <laughs> Speaking of server issues, we don't know how Pokemon Go's launch went. No. Oh. It's been over a year and it's, it seems to have been worked out. <laughs> I've made my stance on the big event yeah. thing. I've made my stance on scaling server space well known. <laughs> but I mean, but I think that it, that giant increase in numbers does show that people were tired of the increasingly futuristic Call of Duty games. That too. Um, and so it's almost like what's old is new again. And it's so, almost like somehow was it uh starts with a B. Battlefront one. Is it front? Battlefield. 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 Battlefield One. Battlefront like the success. Is Star Wars. Yeah. 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 It's like that doesn't sound right. That's yeah. Battlefield One's success they learned from because yep. that was a period game that was super popular and did super well. Yeah. That I was even interested in, and I hate first-person shooters. I don't hate them, but yeah. they're not my thing. You, you know. know? Yep. Although before we get a correction, yes, we know games take longer to make. Yes. And so, <laughs> so like it's, it what? wasn't just like that's like oh Battlefront One did well we should make an period piece game. Right, right, right. I'm just I'm just getting that out there so we don't. Have to do a <laughs> I'm saying next week. I'm saying like, yeah. So, I don't think they stole the idea. I think that like they possibly like decided to put more effort into a game that was already in development. Mm-hmm. Because of the mm. success of another game. That makes sense. Let's see. Microsoft also made the announcement this um, this week that they're planning to make more in-house games. It's so like first per- or first party games, whether that's um, acquiring new studios or um, just using Wait. their studios they have to make more first party games. Microsoft acquires studios? Yep. <laughs> that's not how they do it. That's not what they do. <laughs> that's not what they do. That's what Stay that's not what lane. they're known to do. They're known to they're known to rob studios of their their cut to buy out their IPs and make them their own. Yep. Or take studios that make a beloved franchise and have them make connect games. Hashtag rare. <laughs> it's getting savage up in here. Um 
<laughs> and so, but there's just like lots of like news that is just like weird that like past news has left sour taste in our mouth. And she's like, say what? <laughs> and so, one of the things that I really like this is an article from Bloomberg um, that we're referencing. And of course, it'll be in the show notes. It says, um, Let's see. But in recent years, Microsoft has been scaling back some in-house development, said Spencer, a 30-year Microsoft veteran who has spent who has spent the morning sipping tea from a Gears of War pint glass. <laughs> and so I was just like, <laughs> I like where this is going. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> make more more um, first-party games as I like drink from a cup of one of our two successful first-party <laughs> games. Like, <laughs> So, or first party game franchises, I guess is the right way to say that. But, um, yeah, so that's the thing. It is indeed. Yep. We'll see what happens in like three years, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of Microsoft, so one of my favorite memes going around right now is people showing off their n- new. So I've like, there's people posting pictures on like game news things. It's like, hey, you just got my new xbox one x we're so ready to play 4k and it's their newly built oh. pc <laughs> because there's nothing really exclusive to an xbox console anymore Except Halo. Ooh. but that's gonna be on pc oh, yep there you yep. go or it most of it most of your xbox to pc typically. yeah most of your xbox library is gonna be available through your through the windows store bye xbox <laughs> Bye. Well, it's just, it's just, it was a very interesting choice for them to do that. Yeah. Like, because you're claiming this, but then again, in terms of 4K gaming, the Xbox One X is the most cost effective console to get if you want to play in 4K. Mm-hmm. But a gaming PC is still your best option. But it's just like one of my favorite things. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Sad note. Other. Microsoft news that um, Phil Spencer has said in a recent interview with wall street that he has some, or there's some interest within uh, Microsoft of eventually having their games like halo and gears of war coming to other platforms um, such as mobile or PlayStation. Um, He later went on to clarify that um, there are no immediate plans to do this, which is exactly what he would say if there were immediate plans to do this. So you can all put on your tinfoil hats <laughs> as we wait for E3. Um, and so, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. One of the things that um, gets mentioned in this article by pushsquare.com. Um, <laughs> they have the exclusive I don't guys. Know. It was what I found it on. Um, was that um, Microsoft typically wants people to sign into Xbox Live, even when they're playing on like PlayStation. And that's been one of the sticking points that PlayStation has not been a big fan of. And so, um, and it's probably one of the main reasons we don't have crossplay. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, in probably three years. I've already, I've told my conspiracy theory about crossplay, but it's just one game, actually. <laughs> Haven't I? I do not recall. Tell us. Um, Destiny. Oh, oh, right. Yes, yeah. We right, talked yeah, about okay. this. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> a fan can let us know what episode Chris talks about that in. It does happen. Yes. 
<laughs> Let's see. Other if you need news, to be reiterate, I can do that next year. <laughs> um, great news to trophy hunters like me. Um, your PlayStation Seriously? trophies are going to start earning you rewards. Um, and so basically you'll be start getting... Um, now I lost it. This is what happens when I don't do what Chris does and I open links as we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, and so basically whenever you get a trophy, you'll, you'll earn points that'll go to your Sony rewards program. Um, you get, um, basically it's, um, platinums are dollars. Um, yep. Golds are quarters silvers are pennies i wrote it wrong in the show notes um and so yeah that's how it works um you can eventually earn your way to getting new games um and things like that it is worth noting that you have to sign up for the program and trophies you previously have do not count which kind of sucks yeah so but at the same time like that paired with like playstation plus which are often achievement based games as well yep. like you get two to three free games a month if you're a trophy hunter like you're essentially like you can earn a lot of points super fast um and really like you don't need necessarily to apply it just toward one game like you it you, essentially it's uh the way it's, it's every thousand points gets you a ten dollar off voucher for a game and so you can just use them as you go and get discounted games at launch even. Yep. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Like I said, you do have to sign up. I've, I saw a lot of people posting like, oh, I can't, I already have this much money. It's like, no, you don't. You have to go sign up for it first. Yeah. But still, like, it's a, kind of a cool program for hardcore, hardcore gamers, like to help you save a little more money so you can buy more games and get more plats. Yeah. On top of the ready free games you get. <laughs> um, I think also, you... we should also specify the offer is only good for US gamers. Oh. Why can't we share? Just throw it out of it. <clears throat> There's probably, like, it's probably easier to launch in the US because you have a stronger gamer base and you don't, like, just in terms of, like, mm. tax laws and stuff certain like that hmm. apply to it i don't know i don't know exactly i don't know i don't know how and things work. i yep and i believe based on what i see that should be everything oh no we do have one more <laughs> oh we have um bandai namco has announced that they are working on three exclusive switch games Oh, I missed that. Um, that are coming out in 2018. And so if you look at your show notes in front of you, um, you will find a link to Wikipedia where you will find a list of every game that Bandai Namco has made. And so my question for you is what three games or what games would you like to see as one of these um, exclusives? And so I've had a little bit of time to think about it. Um, and there's a part of me, of course, that's sad that these would be exclusives, which means I wouldn't get to play them. Um, but I think a Tales game would be really fun. Um, <laughs> and so that could definitely be something that um, could pull in a good chunk of fans. Um, 
And so we'll see. Yeah, they do mention there are three currently three Bandai Namco games on the Switch, and they have been doing super well. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're choosing to do three exclusives. Yeah, but we don't know what they are yet. And so to be announced early next year. Oh, be announced early next year. Sorry, not released. Next yeah, year. my bad. Yeah, I misread. Announced. It. So, what games would y'all like to see? Um, not gonna lie, I think a Dark Souls game on the Switch would go over really well. Okay. Um, just because they're really popular, and I think people would enjoy playing them on the go. Um, I love. Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni would be a good one. Because I just love that game anyway. It's just... It has a special place. It's fun. It's a good RPG. But that's me. I don't know. That's all I've got. The Tales game would be awesome. I love the Tales games. Um, especially like the Tales game has... Because the Tales games have multiplayer aspects to them mm-hmm. that you could play. So the... Switch being just a phenomenal multiplayer console, in my opinion, those would be a really good choice, actually. Deanna, is there anything on this list? I have no clue. <laughs> that looks familiar to you? <laughs> Any of these words you recognize? Li- I, I, is it in that, like, the bestsellers list? Is that what it is? It's where it, it's how, it, what would you like to see and how C is the link? Oh, that's the the link you're referring to. Okay, I'm just, I thought that was part of the link. I'm sorry. Uh, Let me see if any of these (laughs) uh, sound, I mean, I'm recognizing things, but any of these sound fun to me. Why is there so much Naruto? Naruto. That's the right way to say it. Naruto's dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's easy to say. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> I got you, Chris. It's so Bandai is known, obviously, like you know them as. Makers of mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh. I saw Tamagotchi on there. Oh, those. So, so they like do the a lot, a lot of like the little animals. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that's a Bandai game, Bandai thing. Um, so they're really well known for like uh, for re- like the Sunday, Saturday morning mm-hmm. anime cartoons kind of things, and obviously, so video game adaptations. <gasps> there of, I found one. Star Wars Battle Pod. What is it? <laughs> I think I played. <laughs> you would just find like the one. I Star think Wars I played game. that in arcade, and I loved it. I want that, please. <laughs> I'll have that. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> there we go. I contributed. <laughs> oh, Proud <thanks>. of you. <laughs> but. So that is everything I think that we have for video games for this week. So let's jump into movies and TV. Um, we got a couple big releases this week or interesting releases. The first is Murder on the Orient Express. Famous title. Which 
I am yep. very interested in. This actually like, it looks this, fun. It looks it looks like know, a good one. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's pretty star heavy, obviously. Um, not obviously for those who haven't seen any trailers for it. <laughs> um, well, I bet my parents would want to see that. Well, um, the is in it. Um, why? Why is this not loading? I do not know. Stuff to cut out. <gasps> Daisy Ridley is in it. Oh, I think I knew that. <laughs> I, I remember seeing the trailer. There's a bunch. There, there's a like an a a list <laughs> kind of lineup in that movie. Yeah. Right, like Penelope Cruz, yeah. Johnny, Depp, Johnny Depp, probably playing the same character that he always plays. Yep. Shots fired, Johnny Depp. Why he's so good? <laughs> I'm just... yeah. Knows what works. Does he though? <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Wait. I'm just Judy Dench. There are indeed people yep. in this movie. I don't know. If you guys haven't seen the trailer, go watch it and you tell us what you think. We also this is have all we're doing. <laughs> Daddy's home too. Yes. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <gasps> this looks so good. I am so excited for this. They, I just saw a new trailer for it. Um, so the first trailer, we obviously see the introduction of uh, the dads of the two dads. <laughs> And kind of like their different parenting styles, obviously, except for there's eventually like, so the newest trailer shows a scene where um, <laughs> it's about touching the thermostat <laughs> at the house. <laughs> Someone t- turns up the heat in the house and everyone's sweating. Like, Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so good i'm sorry it's just a random joy that's not good for this format or anything go watch the trailer and but... laugh with chris <laughs> yes <clears throat> i'm ex- i'm pretty excited for daddy's home too <laughs> that's it for releases this week um probably be a little slow until star got wars a pixar movie coming out in a couple weeks and then it'll be and a justice league next yeah, week then it'll be slow Except for Star Wars. We've got a few Thanksgiving releases, but yeah. And then all the things happen around Christmas. (laughs) All the things. Every of the things. So, But I believe we also have some news. news. Yeah, we do. And some of it might even have to do with Star Wars. Um, Maybe. And so Disney has reportedly been in talks um, to buy some portion of 21st Century Fox. Uh, Okay. Um. We've also heard some things we're talking about before the show that that might have already ended um, by the time that we are recording this, but we do not know for sure. So we're going to talk about it. Um, and so. Because don't uh, they already have like an agreement kind the, of with some of their movies because they're both making Marvel movies? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's like. There hasn't been there, so there's been an agreement between Sony oh, and Disney, Sony. Um, which was that's, that's over Spider Man. But in terms of I like the X Men and, and all the time, 
those ones, those mm. lineups have all mm. been Fox, um, yeah. which is probably one of the bigger things that I've read about this uh, merger was uh, Ryan Reynolds chiming in and a few others uh, about Deadpool, yeah. about their worry that if it does happen, Deadpool yeah, being disney That was my thought. I was like... <laughs> The Deadpool's not going to really be gonna happen to our beloved under that name, or can't be, because then parents will take more children to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, we'll see. I mean, Disney doesn't always make the like right. Disney princess movies. They just put like, at the end of the credits. They just put distributed do... by Walt Disney <laughs> Company. <laughs> Right, but when you have a like full merger, like they're kind of talking about, or like the portion, like when you have yep. this type of partnership, you it's harder mm-hmm. to avoid that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what would be more likely to happen though would be just these projects would either be scrapped or reworked, mm-hmm. and that Which, would be well, would reworking be, would be to Disney side. Lighten it, lighten right. it a bit, and um, getting scrapped is even worse. Yeah, because I mean, because like well, an issue being that if these all get pulled into the MCU, <laughs> their stories will all yeah, have to be reworked. Disney would have to maintain right. their so there would be their branding, right? Yeah, there would be the advantage of obviously the big thing being we now have the X Men back in the MCU or like yeah. some aspect of like this combining of mm-hmm. all things Marvel almost mm-hmm. back together, which would be. Mm-hmm. A huge plus. Yeah. The downside, obviously, is we can't necessarily have the rated R Deadpool mm-hmm. as a result. Unless yeah, they find a way to keep a fully separate studio, in a sense, mm-hmm. that they give creative freedom to. Yeah, that but that seems very it. unlikely with how yeah. they've done things in the past with, like, their other assets that right, they've gotten. For, at least yeah. with purchases like this acquisitions like this it all shows up as but, merchandise in their stores yeah <laughs> most a lot of it does yeah i mean i, mean, I like that pool flushies. <laughs> <Deadpool plushies>. yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm sure it already exists it does <laughs> checked and so there are i mean not recently um but there are some disney films that are rated r um but they're but not again as they're not blatant that type like, of r yeah. like deadpool is blatantly rated r it's r. like <laughs> yeah but interesting but you know that's all it's all skepticism at this point obviously like big like acquisitions like that do have to go through lots of mm-hmm. checks and balances as well and yeah like there, there are certain parts of Fox that Disney is not allowed to buy. Um, like they cannot buy Fox's broadcast mm-hmm. network. Um, so what? they cannot buy. Um, it says, but it would, but it, the deal would include the things like FX and National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, that makes. I can, I can see, I can see well, Disney FX owning National Geographic. They just play a lot yeah. of, like they they probably play a lot of Star Wars and stuff on FX a lot. Or they want to produce some more right. shows for That's it. essentially, FX is pretty much essentially, let's play 21st mm-hmm. Century Fox Yeah, so they want to put their movies on another <laughs> like channel. Like 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. National Ge- Geographic makes then, sense for their um, nature movies that they have. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's actually, mm-hmm. that'd be a really good merger on yeah. that side. 
in my opinion. I saw some about they could go with and their uh, animal movies. kingdom stuff. <laughs> they have a whole park about animals. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't like anything like that. What? Essentially, well, there's certain aspects like that that you're almost yeah, like a but zoo. Every well, everything like that we experienced at Animal Kingdom was everything was promoting conservation, and their animals all seemed very, very happy. And well taken care of. So, but it well, is kind of like a well, zoo. I but agree not with that. Much. There's still an aspect of like, should they be there in the begin with? I don't care. It doesn't. It's not always a question. Mm. Of, are they well taken care of or whatever? But like that is one of my problems with zoos. some yeah. zoos. Really don't. Some of the animals in zoos are really that neglected. That's one of my problems. But like, so my my favorite thing, like if you want to see animals, I like the ones that are like in mm-hmm. treatment for something like. We're taking care of them. This is an opportunity for you to see them. Once they're well, we release them back into the yeah. wild kind yeah. of thing. There are also some animals like that just don't or that wouldn't do well in the wild, like albino animals, where right. really their only chance to live yeah. is to be in a zoo. Right. Or the that's, yeah, the that's Dallas, all a little different. The I think the Dallas Aquarium has a... Um, uh, the Dallas Aquarium, I think, has an albino yeah. alligator. The um, also on the topic of Dallas, really cool. the zoo has a like portion of a herd of elephants that they're basically starving and they brought them over because they weren't going to survive in the wild. And one of them was pregnant and they had a baby, and it was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a change, I don't know. but yeah, the zoos that aren't doing it right. Um, like, taking care of things and promoting but, good things for right. animals in the wild is definitely there's a lot of things yeah i just think there's a certain way that you can do it without mm. the gray area i guess have you been to animal kingdom yes i have okay <laughs> <laughs> so back to things being disneyfied um, Thor Ragnarok brought in $122 million on opening weekend. Um, and with that, the MCU as a franchise has broke the $5 billion mark oh. in the box office. Five so, that's billion a lot of money. Dollars. Five billion. Keep it up, guys. Just keep doing what you're doing. Throw some more Taika on some of those movies. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> yep. And so that's I mean, obviously a lot of money. Mm, yeah. Um, it's a good it's a good weekend. So with yeah, a bunch more like movies on the way. Like Yeah. I mean, as a franchise, there's a ton in there. Um Thor Ragnarok has um had a better opening weekend than Spider Man. Um, and falls just behind Iron Man 2 on the list. So it is the seventh um, best opening. Which is, I I guess I'm a little more surprised with that, that it did so well just on opening weekend. Just because I feel like the Nate, like just with Mm -hmm. the past Thors, that it would do better with like in later weekends as it gets hyped because people are because it how well it it how, what a good movie it is instead um mm-hmm. like i feel like after the last 
yeah. Thor movie, there's probably some more. I figured there'd be more skepticism about the next one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part yeah, of what they and they did do the a really good job making, making it feel it a lot look, different. And, and so that probably dispelled. Or a maybe lot there's of that just a lot of Taika fans out the there. That'd be awesome. Maybe? I hope there's a lot of Taika fans out there. If you're a Taika fan, let me know. But, Let's talk. Uh, okay, so so on the subject of um, the franchise, it's really funny. Iron Man 3 had the fourth best opening weekend, which is kind of interesting. And it's uh, that movie to the point where like there has not been another <laughs> Iron Man movie. <laughs> but um, Good job, yeah. MCU. Where it's it's interesting, and this is also something that we've seen for so far for the main characters that they've all had three movies so far. Yeah, and so, um, we're and so we'll see what happens with this. Also, since here. while we're on the subject, um, also addressing Jane in uh, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love good. how they addressed her. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Poor Thor. <laughs> Um, in other news and other MCU news, see. Justice League reshoots. For- <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, can't. I love that we always introduce Justice League. I, I, I couldn't keep a straight face, but yes, DC uh, um, Justice League reshoots brings production costs to three hundred million dollars. Yeah, and so um, this is yeah. a rumor right now; like it is not confirmed. Um, but it's somebody close to the project. Um, and so $300 million. It's an expensive movie. That's You're definitely going to take a few weeks to make that yep. up. Just in the box office. <laughs> Will it live up to, th- yeah. to using that much money? I don't know. We'll how much Wonder, Wom- how much yeah. Wonder Woman's in, in it? <laughs> yeah. How much Wonder Woman is, is this? Woman? Wonder Woman two, it'll do well. Um, or or Momoa, you know. And and Momoa. Mm. I didn't, I'll enjoy that. Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow. Actually, the DC movies did relatively well at the box office. They do, but their production just, cost is so yeah. high. Right. Um. I just meant like compared to even. I'm granted there's only like four movies right. versus the 17 in the MCU, but um. But they all have decent opening. I mean, that's still. I mean, their highest opening weekend was Batman versus Superman at a hundred and sixty. That's the thing. Like, dollars. that's their strongest point, though. It's like, like everyone wants to give DC the shot. It's like I'm gonna go see it, and then opening weekend, and then the reviews yeah. get out, and we're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. kind of thing. It's like, um, I'll give you a chance, with, DC, with I th- the exception I'll... being Wonder Woman so far. <laughs> yes. Obviously, Wonder Woman's the exception. Yeah, and Christopher Nolan's Batman's, which is has the the lowest opening weekend for a DC DC movie, and then the yep. highest gross because it, it was under it marketed. Hyped is one of those things that was like okay, and it was a little under marketed, but they did I think it, I think a lot of it's just like the skepticism well. or like we're we're over DC, but I think they're 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 off to a good lead in. they're off to a a start they raised the bar high let's see if they can at least stay there yep exactly and other skeptical news (laughs) (laughs) um 
Segway. So there have there are rumors slash Amazon is looking for the next Game of Thrones for them to publish, and they are looking to possibly do a Lord of the Rings series. Mm. Claiming the advantages, the books are actually finished. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, shots um, fired. They also just did finger guns for the listeners. Y'all obviously can't see them. I'm, I'm rubbing off on camera. I can, for can you. confirm he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> can confirm so finger guns. As a fan of Tolkien's works and what? of Peter Jackson's adaptation thereof in terms of Lord of the Rings. What, you liked it? The movie? Lord of the Rings yeah. movies? Yes. Okay, because I have friends who are huge book fans but then hated the movies, so I'm like, really? oh. I feel like that's a little more rare in terms of Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. The Hobbit, on the other hand. Oh, no, that's no contest. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not a... Yeah. There's good aspects of the Hobbit movies. Like, I enjoyed the movies, but... Why three? <laughs> and also, I introducing never saw like certain elements game. that weren't like the elements they introduced were just bad choices. Um, but with that said, can you really, with such a successful movie fr- series, take that and try to adapt it? Like, especially they're not that old. Yeah, it's so soon. it's really soon. We're not that into, old. An attempt to do a TV series. I I don't think that's the route they should go. Unless they start with the Cimmerillion, like Right, right. Then that's my point. Like, if you do do a series like this, don't base it on Lord of the Rings. Base it on his lesser works and like the sub stories within mm-hmm. the whole development. The stuff that world. we didn't get from the movies. Yeah. Like yeah. Shadow of War. <laughs> or yeah, that's canon. About, um yeah. But I mean, like, we got the Children of Hurin, we got the Similarian, we got, like, there's all these subplots within this massive world that Tolkien created that you can do. And each of those would be a phenomenal little TV series in themselves. Um, And then, obviously, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? Hire me. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk. Pick me Um, for this project. (laughs) uh, Okay. So, for context, um, the last Lord of the Rings movie came out in 2003. Yes, it did. Um, So it has been 14 years. Christopher Nolan's reboot of the Batman franchise um, happened only eight years after the previous one. Oh, the... Yeah, Batman and Robin came out in 1997, then Batman Begins came out in 2005. Right, but... The thing is, the Tolkien universe isn't... So maybe it isn't too long? But were I think the Batman a, movies Oscar winning? And also, there, I think there is a <laughs> little little bit of a difference in the what you're adapting, you know? Like, you have some, obviously, other leeways mm-hmm. when you're making another Batman movie versus one set-in-stone story. Like, you have how many Batman universes... In comparison. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You have different takes on um, the character. Whereas we really only have one set of books to base it on. And you like a lot of people are book lovers and you're they're going to be your toughest critic mm-hmm. when it comes to it. Um, there are a lot of Lord of the Rings nerds out there who will be on your case yeah. if you do it wrong. <laughs> Although they could actually. 
I mean, like, there's the thing, like, if Hobbit could be three movies, think of what the other books yeah. could have been. Like, and seeing that blown out and seeing all the right. detail That's that what they the extended editions are for. So basing, doing, like, series, like, on the lesser works gives you an opportunity. Not only that, you get to do what Netflix does and play with formats. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to do mm-hmm. a typical 12-episode series or whatever, or stick to your standard 23-minute to 48-minute episode. Yeah. Or BBC is starting to do those, like, less ep- less but longer episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Sherlock do, BBC is really known for their miniseries, like, at mm-hmm. least in the U.S., like Sherlock and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a great way to play with the format and stuff. And those lesser stories really give you an opportunity to do that because you can just pick a small, like, a character from one and base it on that and then do a mini, quick miniseries and then do the next one and whatever. Yeah. But, I think it, yeah, it'd be cool if they could do, like, backstories on non-main characters like Aragorn before he shows up. As the and, ranger? Yeah, as the ranger. That would be interesting. Anything about the elves? I'd be down for a Radagast miniseries. <laughs> I'm just saying. It'd be a great comedy. <laughs> Radagast the brown. Can, can, can we keep Sylvester McCoy? It's just him like him? being gross Sylvester with all these McCoy animals is on him. And I think <laughs> but, so cute. You know, it's, it's yeah. That's really my thing is we only really have one manuscript that you can go off of. And can you do better than the movies? If you can't, don't bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't ruin it. Take a different approach. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like, also we'll get into it here in just a sec. There's other great fantasy series out there that you can go with. Speaking of those great fantasy series, the World Fantasy Awards just happened. <laughs> Said what? I'm getting really good at those. <laughs> um, He's not going to be able to do them anymore now that he said I that. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For those who uh, like fantasy novels or in general, sci-fi or fiction, I don't know. I don't know um, anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is a great little award like to pay attention sci-fi? to because like if you're looking for something new to read or you've read these and or whatever or get to talk about some of the ones that won that you are fans of. Um, best novel went to The Sudden Appearance of Hope by Claire North. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll throw a link to this in the show notes. Best long fiction. There you go. Long fiction. That sounds like a great series or book or something to base a TV series on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Dream Quest of Velit, Velit Bo by Kish Johnson. Best short fiction, Das Steingeskopf. <laughs> of course. <laughs> by G.B. Anderson. Like Best anthology. That's another great way to, to go for uh, <laughs> a TV series. Dreaming in the Dark uh, by Jack Dan, or edited by Jack Dan. I don't know. Best Collection, A Natural History of Hell by Jeffrey Ford. Best Artist, Jeffrey Allen Love. Special Award Professional. I don't know what this means. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Levy and Farah Mendelssohn for Children's Fantasy Literature and Introduction. Best Special Award Non-Professional, Neil Graham for Fostering Excellence in Genre through her role as Workshop Director. I don't know. (laughs) 
So for those who need books to add to their list of readings, it's a great list. I'm actually, I want to read The Sudden Appearance of Hope now. Since it has an award. No. <laughs> for those that don't know, the World Fantasy Convention <laughs> is held at uh, San Antonio. Hey, it's in my state. <laughs> um, it happened. Uh, I've been there. And the World Fantasy Awards recognize excellence in fantasy writing from the past year. Yeah. Cool. Sounds fun. Something I wasn't really familiar with until just recently. And I'm happy it exists. Actually, their award looks super cool. Yeah. So we included this list in the movies and TV section so that to give people ideas for, for series. Well, you guys are the <laughs> ones that call it movies and TV. Off. I always called it movies and entertainment. Oh, okay. The show notes. Well, I didn't write the show notes. You want me to change that for you? <laughs> <laughs> It'll just exactly. be back to movies and TV next week. <laughs> but I will. But next week, since I'm hosting, it will be called Movies and Entertainment. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of technically <laughs> entertainment. Deanna, why don't you bring us into the must-see okay, movie so of the week? Last week, I told the guys to watch Strange Magic, the brainchild of none other than George Lucas himself. Um, what'd y'all think of this jukebox musical with, with fairies and such? <laughs> um, I did. Chris, did you watch it? I watched it twice. Okay. Carrie is very, yeah. my friend Carrie is very uh, interested to hear what you guys think. Because I had to watch it twice because I fell asleep the first time. <laughs> oh, strike one. <laughs> um. So it felt but it wasn't. Long. Was the thing? Yeah, and that's not typically mm-hmm. a good trait in a movie. Um, it was ninety nine minutes. It definitely felt like a mm-hmm. two hour and change. I will movie. say, I am a fan of Marianne as a character. Hmm. Yep, Marianne. Yep, I like that she was a strong, independent woman. Even then, I think the she's. I think she was pretty strong and independent. Like she found I think, herself by then. I think that coupling made sense. Yeah, I just like, and it's not. A, it's not anything specific with Strange Magic, but I am not a, always a fan of the they have to end in a couple yeah. type yeah. thing, like that, like yeah. that trope, especially in kids movies. It sets an odd expectation. Oh, but you'd be, yeah, it's like the, but you'd be more happy if you were in a relationship. It was loosely based off of um, Midsummer Night's Dream, which is, that's like the theme of that, but that is a valid point though. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's not by any means a problem with just magic. It's kind of one of those, say like one of those tropes as a whole. Um, I really like the character design. It's really cool. Um, design i thought that was really cool um and so i like the um and i think you had mentioned deanna Mm -hmm. the fairy wings before how they do like the like butterfly Mm -hmm. versus just like tinkerbell and And did you notice the female fairies are more uh like butterflies but the males like uh roland is more like a moth I think I I watched I've actually watched this movie mm. twice because we watched it on a laptop the first time and I was like okay I want to watch it where I can see everything, um I was like oh the males are more like moth looking but 
which is interesting. But right, something I noticed. Um, yeah, whenever we watched it, like <laughs> Carrie and her sister and I, while we're on vacation, kind of discussed it, and we were, we enjoyed it, but we also noticed the pacing issues. Most of the movie is set up, yeah, and then they're like, oh, we should probably wrap this movie up now and get to the plot. But there's a lot of setup that they probably could have eh, gotten done without. Faster. But like, yeah. so for the record, Strange Magic um, has the lowest ticket sales of any animated film released at over three thousand um, yeah, theaters so for flopped. opening weekend. I mean. It didn't yeah. have much marketing either because I only saw a trailer like once and then never heard from yeah. it again. It ended up making it ended up making thirteen mm-hmm. million worldwide. Um, but I doesn't can't say it was Wikipedia doesn't have the budget. For bad, it. but I don't think there's necessarily like good storytelling in it. Mm-hmm. Like the characters ended up ultimately being very two dimensional. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it is very yeah. much a kids' movie, kind of in that same regards of I forget what it was that we watched a couple <laughs> weeks. Oh, Princess and the Goblin, younger audience, um, where it's like it's one of those that's like it's it's kind of hard right. to say how like I would have felt about it as a kid watching it versus now mm-hmm. where yeah. it's very tropey, like the- um, very tropey. Like as you're saying, Chris, they're very two dimensional characters. Well, I mean, Avatar: The Last Airbender has set the bar super high with quote-unquote kids shows and movies right and that's also that's maybe that's another thing is like even now we're seeing a lot more complex children's movies Mm -hmm. like like we maybe we just like but like for how modern this movie is it's we expect more it feels like it's one that should have been yeah in the same era as princess and the goblin kind of thing feels that way whereas like frozen yeah. did a phenomenal job with character complexities yeah um even with such a and messing yeah. with the tropes yeah. um like yeah i kind of felt tropes like being messed with is this a twist, movie was sort of really experimental for lucasfilm they were like let's try doing a fairy tale and do it our way and they're like okay you you, you tried <laughs> <laughs> um yep but Anyway, we should probably like, wait. What did you? What were you gonna say, Chris? Now I forget. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Also, they played one song way too often. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you call we'll it a jukebox musical, but really it's one song. Yeah. That they do over they, and over like, again. But when the movie started, like the first song that's in it, like, oh, Elvis love this song and it's like this is one of my favorite songs stop playing it <laughs> stop having yeah, the characters and... sing this song please it's like there's other songs you could use here <laughs> yeah sugar pie okay. sugar pie yeah that's definitely <laughs> um okay so the movie for next week is another animated film um for anybody who knows about like the eras of animation like when we were kids was during the disney renaissance um this came after that which was kind of the experimental age um before the i think i forget it's some sort of revival which is where princess and the frog and tangled started coming out so this was kind of when they were going from 2d to cgi animation 
Um, but it's a very fun story. It's got time travel and there's a dinosaur with a big head, little arms. <laughs> it's got some really fun humor in it. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. And if the two of you haven't seen it, one of, I know, I think one of y'all at least hasn't seen it. Chris, really? have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. So that leaves Cameron. Cameron, Cameron <laughs> really has not. it? Okay. You'll, you'll like no. this one, I promise. I love watching all these movies that I never That's had any point. intention to watch. This is actually, like, this, this one's segment. a lot of fun. And yeah, you, he'll like it, right? For sure. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to, like, rate super high on his radar, but I think he'll actually enjoy it. On my yeah. power rankings of movies that I've been forced to see for this segment <laughs> that I'm working on for the website. Uh, I like this one. There's like little inside jokes that with my friends, I think that pop up from this one, especially with the villain. The villain's my favorite. <laughs> they all hate me. <laughs> oh. Anyway, you'll find out what that quote is if you've watched it. Um, but yeah, it's Meet the Robinsons. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> Well, Chris, let's bring us into our next segment. You got I any anime don't. news for us? <laughs> well, it's just like, so right now we're in the okay, weird about, era. There's not a ton to like announcements or anything um, in terms of anime news. So I don't know if there's an anime you guys want me to talk about. It's kind of um, all the shows the current are doing season or Let us know. But for now, it's just currently just watching current seasons of anime. Hmm. Let's go into Um so there's actually quite a bit of this this week. Um in obviously we even have some Star Wars tech news. Uh, just for Deanna. Woo! Yay! So Nvidia has uh <laughs> announced some special edition Titan XB graphics cards that are Star Wars uh themed cool um they'll match everything else that i have yep so they come in <laughs> there's two editions uh for one for fans of the jedi order and the other for the galactic empire um always have to choose they're kind of yep they're kind of uh lightsaber based um one has green backlighting the other red <gasps> i love the green lightsaber I well, never usually could have guessed know, right? the colors that they would um, choose. They pick green. It's true. Green's my favorite one. Um. Yeah, these are actually really pretty cards. Not gonna lie. Uh, They're pretty. If I had any hope for ever affording a Titan XP, I'd buy one of these. Um, but they are priced at twelve hundred dollars a piece. Um. Oh. And there are no copies of Star Wars Battlefront Two bundled with them. Aww. Sorry. It's okay. I already but have a lightsaber. Cool. It's fine. But then again, the Titan XP is the most powerful graphics card on the market. Makes sense. That'd be $1,200. Just saying. Cool. But cool. Can't afford. Obviously, there'll be a link in the show notes for you guys to go look, check, and see them. If you have the money, buy me one. <laughs> <laughs> they do look really cool. Oh, and they have Hashtag the, the Jedi podcast. order. Yeah. Oh, they look cool. Yeah, and they have like the even like the, the little symbols logo and yeah. everything. Nvidia's attention to detail when they design some of these things is spot on. Of course, gamers, we want Another, all of the light up 
computer gadgets. Yep. Apparently, unless Kinda. Razor Actually, makes I'm it, not... then we're like, eh, it's overpriced. <laughs> if I if, did, well, did, RGB I, is learning? like really big, and there are some yep. okay. some computers are yep, way over the top with RGB, but. <laughs> Just saying. Um, in other GPU news, uh, a very unlikely partnership is taking place right now. Um, rivals Intel and AMD are partnering up to an attempt to compete with NVIDIA. Um, now to find my thing again, because I have not been going along. There it is. No. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So they are working on uh, not necessarily trying to compete directly with them in the GPU market, but in terms of laptop GPUs. Um, So Intel and Advanced Micro Devices is what AMD stands for, guys. Um, They're teaming up to produce a laptop computer chip that utilizes an Intel processor and AMD graphics unit um, in an attempt to compete with NVIDIA in the laptop graphics market interesting yep it's actually this is actually really kind of a cool thing um is there gonna be like a graphics bowl where they go head to head and see who's better we'll see like (laughs) so ideally what this means is that we will have be able to like they're really marketing stored like the high-end thin and portable um laptops Mm -hmm. as an option so you could have a really compact workstation essentially that you can travel with uh so i've talked a little bit about like how awesome competition is in this and it's even cooler when two unlikely companies partner together in the spirit of competition with another company that we really see can see great things happening um this will be intel's and amd's first partnership since the 1980s hmm Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's actually it's a pretty it's a really mm-hmm. smart partnership because they aren't competing so because whatever they're developing will not be competing with their primary lineups in terms of desktop units and whatever else so this graphics processor will, or whatever this partnership will not compete with amd's new ryzen chipsets nor their gpus that they recently released either um so but i'm excited to see what comes from this uh also excited to see the laptops that come out of it that will be utilizing it Mm -hmm. um another news random tech news uh this is just a really interesting story t-mobile's owner is using a smart assistant made by will i am okay (laughs) yeah okay that's all i can think to say Will I am had recently did a uh, had started a tech startup uh, called I am plus. Um, he raised 117 million in venture capital. Yeah, it's hmm. a lot. Uh, and so part of that tech startups projects was a smart assistant, which um so Dooch Telecom was uh, well, I am Plus's first corporate client, and uh, 
and that company has been using Omega, which is or which is the thing since July, to power one of their chatbots. And so now uh, the tech CEO or whatever the owner has recently adopted it and is using it currently. It's just a really random story of what happens in the tech world. <laughs> and that also incorporates a personality from the black eyed piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I would not have thought of will I am as a tech entrepreneur, Yeah, you know, kind of thing. I'm curious though how much he's doing for yeah. it. That too. Also. Like is he just that the too. I mean like obviously like, you don't need to actually be able to make things to be an innovator. Like you can be mm-hmm. coming up with ideas and then like but I'm, I'm what really his role is what, in what his role all is. All of it actually. That's a really good question. But Yeah. I don't know. All in all, pretty well written article about it, like just pointing random things out. Uh Super funny, if you ask me. Mm. But for those of you who mm-hmm. aren't using Will I Am's <laughs> smart assistant, uh, if you are using Google as your assistant, Google Assistant can now identify music that's playing around you. That's good. That's nice. Nice little consolidation of Sh- apps. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Shazam. Bye, Shazam. You have. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> And also, uh, if you own a Sony TV featuring the Android operating system, your TV will soon be able to utilize Google Assistant itself. Which means cool. voice activated Netflix and everything. Yeah, that's nice. Through Google Assistant. Finally. <laughs> I'm tired. Like, it's <laughs> really hard to like, type it. out and search things on those TVs. Like, so many I'm letters. not the biggest fan of smart TVs, so... I don't have one, um, but I have friends who have them. Like, why yeah. does it take so long to search for stuff? Right. I like Google Chrome or Google Chromecast. It's like, like can just I just get a large TV that isn't smart? Because I have my PlayStation or that. And yeah, that's and also like I've yeah, with Chrome and Chromecast. I think that's the biggest thing is the cast features yeah, to utilize like on those TVs if they have been built in. Yeah. yeah, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Gives you also while something's airing, you can be going through stuff while you find what. You want to watch mm-hmm. next or whatever too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice. But that's dongle news this week. Okay, and that means it's time for Magic: The Gathering and other tabletop games. Um, this past weekend was Pro Tour Ixalan. Um, give a shout out to Seth Mansfield who won, I think, with Sultai Energy. Um, the vods are now up on um magic's youtube and so you can go over there and check those out i was i had not finished watching the tournament um but (laughs) uh no (laughs) um a standard merfolk is (laughs) leaving a bit to be desired um but there was a really cool four color tokens deck um that is like we see in like the video for round four um and so big fan of that um, that's really all that's going on. Um, oh, and then we got the list of all of the cards in from the vault transform. And so we'll throw a link to that in the show notes as a follow-up from last week. Um, let's see. And also last week, one of the things that we talked about was Essen, um, that one of the biggest board game conventions, um, mm-hmm. from in the world. And so, um, Ars Technica, 
um, posted their um, best board games from the biggest board game convention article um, where they go through some of the um, most exciting games. And so there's a couple I want to call attention to. One is Pandemic mm. Legacy Season 2. Um, and basically the idea of the legacy games is that as you play the game, the game changes. Um, so rules change. Um, the actual map can change. Um, and so this is the, the, as far as I'm aware, the first legacy game to get a second, um, a second season. Um, there's also a risk legacy. There's one I think called Seafall. Um, and so there's a couple legacy games out right now, but, um, I really want to play pandemic legacy season one. And so slash play it multiple times. So you actually get the legacy aspect of it. Right. Cause, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh that's the big thing because it's like a minimum of twelve games. Um, basically, you play one game a month, I think. Um, at least that's the PR speak that might get changed when you actually play it. But um, really want to do that, and might have some ideas coming up for that later. Another one um, is a handful of stars, which a is just kind of a really cool mm-hmm. name for a board game. Um. But it is a um, you're the leader of a civilization civilization fighting for control of a war torn galaxy. Sounds familiar. <laughs> you explore, develop technologies, fight for um, to snatch territories. Can you build a um, Death Star? And so it sounds really cool. <laughs> and suddenly, card. Death Star. That's that's Trip no card. Um, but it's a deck builder, and so you're doing stuff as you. Um, as you research things. And so it sounds really cool. Um, hopefully we'll be seeing more information on it. Because you've got galaxy themed um, things, it's like, ooh, pretty colors. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the article, there is some some stuff. It's not, they don't have like close-up pictures, so it's kind of hard link, to tell like individual card art. But if I did. It, it's where it, the Ars oh, Technica on that. Okay. Best Games of Essen. Yeah. And so, um, and then it's the second game on that list. Um, there's also a Merlin game that looks cool. Um, and then they briefly mentioned, um, there's a Star Wars game, <laughs> Diana, for you. Um, another one is um, Altaplano, which is, which is the bag builder oh, fun. game about alpacas. And also so, just for you, Diana. Did you mention um, the one called the Merlin? Of, of Orleans. Okay. Sorry, I was excited about Star Wars yeah, and then I saw that. I was like, oh, I like that too. <laughs> and so, um, Altiplano. Um, or apparently it might be about <gasps> llamas, not alpacas. I'm sorry. I misled They are different, listeners. Cameron. Not the same thing. Um, and so, which um, Altiplano is getting an early, um, a Q1 2018 release. Looks like. Are you going to say Game of Thrones? Deanna. What? I have a question for you. Chocolate! Do you like chocolate? Yes. Would you be interested in playing a game of Catan where when you purchased it, you were given chocolate? Like real chocolate? Is this a joke? This isn't a drill. It's an edible version. Yes. This is not a drill. This is not okay. like Coffee Lake. So, I didn't Christmas mislead lettuce. you. The name misled you. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You could have put in so the show he, notes what it actually was. You put well if you paid lake. attention to me, you would know that for some reason Intel likes naming things lake, and you could have put that together. I don't know. I've got a theory for this Catan chocolate thing. I don't know. So, the one time I played Catan, I What's did your not theory? have fun. It's a long story. You don't want to hear it. Um, but <laughs> it's one of my favorite Cameron's games. heard it. I have heard it. Um, I I will agree with her. You do not want to hear it. Chocolate releases endorphins, which is also why it's good to have after you encounter a Dementor because it kind of makes you feel happy. Yes, and As any chocolate small child also does. makes me extra happy just because it's delicious. And but that added benefit is great. So. If I was not having a fun time playing Catan, at least I have chocolate and I'll be in a good mood anyway. <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah. So just to get that all out, this is the new edition of Catan. It is called Catan Chocolate Edition. They did not try hard. Um, but it includes 32 pieces of, uh, and I quote, fine Belgian chocolate in the shape of knights, cities, settlements, and roads. Um, and the end of the game, um, um, and the end of the game, tuck the pieces away into your just bellies. Just think, when you get frustrated, if you're not enjoying that, you can just rage, <laughs> quit slash eat, rage, eat the board. Just rage eat you know what? everything. This desert goes away. That sounds um, like a great like Valentine's present. Like, here, honey, let's play a game. <laughs> it's chocolate. That sounds like my yeah. kind of Valentine's find Day. That sounds like a, I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. That sounds Day, like a Friday night. Yeah, I can get on board for that one. <laughs> so I wonder if is this the start of chocolate themed tabletop games? Well, not really themed, I guess. I'm really excited for everyone to just whine about like, oh, but you can only play it once. Like, yes, it's we chocolate. Get that. Calm down. Then you can break out your regular board that you already own. <laughs> And go buy Duh. a pack of dumb chocolate and just go to town while you're playing game snacks. Um, so this version has been out um, for a while, um, but it is America, finally coming to America. America, America. Funny some videos theme. Pew, 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 um, pew, pew. America. And so I think that's all I got from Magic the Gathering and other tabletop news. And so let's get into our um, We Are Stupid, which is our correction segment. Last week, I asked the question, if Call of Duty had loot boxes, Chris said it did, and we had a short discussion. I immediately afterwards was on Reddit and found videos <laughs> so of proud people of you. opening loot boxes in Call of Duty. <laughs> so, yep, Chris was right. I was wrong. Um, and so... Also, my friend Todd um, sent me a um, some information Ooh. on Shanghai. And so we are not 100% sure if this is the same version of the game that, that Chris has played, but I would like to read um, <laughs> some of Todd's texts. So um, he says, my family played Shanghai Rummy. Um, it was about <laughs> as engaging as Candyland. I hope he was playing a different game and my family's was a corrupt version of the real thing. Um, and so he goes on to say that the reason the game is terrible is basically you just um, wait for your turn and um, can't do anything when the other people are playing. Um, and then his decision is essentially, do I want to grab the, the top discarded card or randomly from the deck? And so... Um, 
So that was kind of his point. I do not know if this is the game that Chris based was on playing, this Wikipedia article does but... look right. Um... <laughs> but we will put that in the show notes, and yeah, we will see. Yeah, this looks right. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> We appreciate you, Todd. You're a scholar. <laughs> I'm sorry that your experience with Shanghai wasn't as stimulating as mine. <laughs> That's true. You didn't even know the rules, Chris. <laughs> like you literally couldn't tell us anything about the game. That's after true. You got back. Very true. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> um, but in feedback, Chris, you had. So thing and feedback you wanted to share with a couple us. weeks ago, we asked the question of why, what was the question? Something about dogs and cats. Cats. Yeah. Don't. Why do dogs always die in movies? But and my answer to live. is for everyone to go and watch episode four and five of ancient Vegas bread. That summarizes my view on cats. Where can, where can we find this? Crunchyroll <laughs> or verb. But it's not dubbed, so just so you know, it is subbed Uh, currently. But phenomenal, gorgeous show, phenomenal storytelling, phenomenal, phenomenal, like definitely in my top 10 animes of all time. Okay, yeah, so good. I like it. And then lastly, we want to give a shout out to our listeners. October was the best month that out of we have all ever 10 had, of them listener wise. Out of every one of yep. the months that and we literally have had it so goes. Far. And so, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it has to go literally October, September, August. It's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was, was there? one month that we had know. a dip, but I could be wrong. It's probably sometime Either way, thank you to our listeners for getting the word out, it's like we for have. listening and tuning in. Continue to do so. Yep. Just in general. Yep. July I'm was happy a dip, you, you but... don't find us annoying, and <laughs> or maybe you do, and you just enjoy that kind of thing. <laughs> that's just your thing. <laughs> maybe that's why you listen. Yeah. In which case, we're glad that we could be here for you. But we appreciate it. Please continue to be amazing, and you could even be more amazing. By sending us feedback or talking to us on our social media, um, like our Facebook, Twitter, PlayStation community, which is one geek four one one. You can send us an email at one st geek four one one at gmail.com. <laughs> I had to open the things. I forgot the rest of the stuff that we say in this part. Um, you can rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. We will read five star reviews on the air. Um, and you can visit our website and check out the show notes at one geek four one one.com. You're also um, able to contact us through our personal DNA social media. I am Humar Whittle. I'm not so foreign. It's my I turn. really like how Deanna jumps on that so that she doesn't get the awkward wait yeah. and silence that we always do to her when nice she hosts. <laughs> but with that, it, it was a good week. Yep. <laughs>